revival. Revival. You are dreaming revival. I don't know the area of life you are dreaming for the Lord to revive. But I believe in your heart the Holy Spirit have cracked something that you are craving for. But let me tell you this. Revival is not for God. Revival is for man. God doesn't need revival. You and I need revival. And what do we do when we need revival? We cry out. We cry. We say, Lord, come. Come. The book of Judges 10 verse 10. It said, finally, they cry out to the Lord for help. Saying, we have sinned against you. Because we have abandoned you as our as God and we have served the image of Baal. They cry out to God. And David pray a prayer with a cry, deep cry. In Psalm 85, verse 5, he said, Will you? Will you? Will you? Ah, God. Ah, man, Ashadagaba. Won't you revive us again? Won't you revive us again? <laughs> ah. And you pray this prayer right now. I want you to pray this prayer right now. Look at those areas of life. Look at those areas of life and say, Lord. Come and revive me now. Revive my city. Revive my state. Revive my community. Revive my home. Revive me personally. For I need revival now. Not tomorrow. Right now. I want you to turn it into prayer. Just take a minute of time. Cry out to God. Say, Lord, revive me. Revive me. Every areas of my life that I have cried for. Abba. 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 Come to my rescue. Redeem me that I will experience your loving kindness again. That I will experience your great love. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Can you give a round of applause for Jesus Christ of Nazareth? I didn't say you should clap for me. I said clap for Jesus. You can do it more better. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Please, you may be seated. In fact, sit gallantly on the head of your enemy. If you know how to sit on the head of your enemy, sit that way. I want you to sit on the head of your enemy because the scripture said 
he has put the enemy beneath your feet. So it's not just beneath your feet. I want you to sit on his head. Make mockery of him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well then, uh, I want us to do something. It's just a question. Since you came here, I believe the Lord has been spoken to each one of us in one way or the other. Some of the time through pictures. Some of the time he whispered to us. Some of the time he gave us word of knowledge, right? I just want to ask you, be sincere to yourself and to God. How many of you have obeyed his voice as soon as he speaks and you carry out the instruction? If you have obeyed those voices that the Lord has been speaking to you through so many ways, put your hand on the air. Thank you for being honest. Okay. The reason why I ask this question, if you check in the whole wide world, the reason why 90% of the leader fail is because they refuse to obey instruction. They refuse to take advice, vital ones. And even when you bring it to them, they tell you no. And that cause their failure. We are all, everyone seated here. We are all kings. We are all kings. I don't know how you see yourself, but I tell you from my own point of view, what I say to myself, you are a king. You are a warrior. And if I'm a king, I need to pay attention to voices. I need to listen to people who speak over me. There are people God has given to you to speak into your life, to lead you, to guide you. How much you have put effort in taking their instruction very seriously by putting them into action. Today, we're going to be talking about obedient. This is what the Lord said to me. If you come here, you talk about Everything, you learn everything, you receive the word of knowledge, you receive impartation. New gift, yeah, they are so good. I can pray, it's important. The Lord has given me the ability to fast. Yes, good for you, bro. I love it. But if you cannot obey God, if you cannot obey your leaders, everything we all learn here, we have received zero. We go back to square one. So it's better we wear the garment of what? Obedient from today. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Can you turn with me to the book of Luke 11 verse 28? This is Jesus speaking. The scripture says, Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put into practice. Blessed are more who hear the word of God and put it into practice. He didn't say blessed are those who hear only. No. That put it into what? 
practice. It's not all about having the ability to hear the voice of God. It's good, right? When you hear the voice of God, in other words, the Holy Spirit is in you. But can you at the same time allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to carry out that instruction which God has given to you at that moment of time? Or do you say, just a minute. Now, let me share this with you. few days ago, I was praying. I fell to sleep. Then I asked the Holy Spirit. By 3 a.m., woke me up. I don't want an alarm. But I want you to wake me up. Then I went to bed. As at 3 a.m., he came and held my hand on this left. So cold. I feel like ice on my hand. Instantly, I jumped up. Ah. Holy Spirit, one more time, let me sleep. Wake me again. I lay back. But let me tell you, that act, that act which I put into place cost me something. You may not see it coming. There is a circle. Every season we all have circle to ascend higher from a place Call it the place of prayer, place of word of knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Every season we ascend. And when that season comes, the circle, when it comes to you and you miss it, it takes another one year. Sometimes it takes four years for you to be able to go back to another circle. So I'm not talking to you from scripture. I'm talking to you from experience. Because I have been in that place. It takes me more than four years. The first time I disobeyed God, I did not carry out the instruction. Took four years of dragging on the ground. Another one took one year. Now, if you don't understand, you will say, oh, just because I'm tired, I couldn't pray. But it's not in your own strength to pray, right? It takes your surrendering. Let's see how obedient brings revival in our life. Turn with me to the book of Luke 24 verse 49. I read, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fill you with power from heaven. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He gave them an instruction. He said, stay here. Tarry here until the Holy Spirit comes and fill you. But you know one thing. If we are in the shoes of the disciples, you know what we say? But Lord Jesus, I've been working with you for all these three years. With you. I, I know everything. Literally, I know everything you do. You have sent us to go and win so do this and do that. Why are you telling us to tarry until we are filled with the Holy Spirit? We love to preach, right? We love to reach out to people. But do you know some of the time you want to reach out to someone and the Holy Spirit tell you, stop. Did you pause? 
You want to pray for someone. Let me tell you. I have prayed for someone and I received the worst attack of my life. It's called disobedience. The repercussion of disobedience. Do not pray. And I went ahead. I heard him. Not that someone told me. I heard him so clear. Don't. But when the pain came, I was only one who took it. He didn't share it with me. <laughs> Amen. Obedient to the disciple of Jesus was the result of the revival, not just because they prayed. He said, tarried here. He didn't tell them pray. Did the scripture say pray? He says, stay until the spirit come and fill you. Even in your place of waiting, you can pray. He didn't say do not pray. He didn't say pray. You can choose to pray or not to pray. But are you there? According to instruction. That the spirit of the father. Will fill all of you. And you know the result. Of the obedient. How many was adding in the church? 3,000. First sermon from Peter. 3,000. If they haven't obeyed, would those souls be one? No. But we want to carry out our own instruction. We have our own instructions. We have our own ways. Can your word become from today? Yahweh, your way. That was the word I had from the Lord. He said, I'm Yahweh, my way. And I said, Lord, Yahweh, your way. If it's Yahweh, let it be his way. Not your way. We all have our own way. We want to do something. But can it become the ways of God? Another personal revival that we experience. Turn with me to the second Kings 5 verse 14. I read. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. This is the work of his obedience. He said, Naaman. Yeah, the scripture let us to know. Previously, he kind of fight back the idea. He fought the instruction. But when his men spoke to him, he yielded to their advice and he went and dipped himself into the water. Instantly, seven times, disease of how long, he becomes as healthy as a little child. Can you take a look of a little child's skin and see how fresh it is? Imagine you at the age of 40-something or 50 and you've been so ill. You, you've got a lot of diseases on the body that people don't want even to associate with you. But your obedient, your obedient refreshed you that you become as young. You become as fresh. Let me tell you, 
I'm speaking from the place of encounter. My words might not be too fast or too, you know, full of energy. But I want you to understand what the Spirit is saying. Your oldness is your place of disobedience. Your sickness is your place of disobedience. Disobedience puts you in stagnancies. Disobedience puts you in failure. You know how people carried over in the school? When exam is set, others are reading, but you are there playing. When we walk into the hall to carry out the exam, what happened? Those who didn't read, they failed. They repeat class, right? That's what happened when we are failed. When we fail to obey, we repeat class. Do you want to repeat class? <laughs> Repeating a class is very hard. You know why? Because you meet your junior colleagues. <laughs> it's very funny, but very bad. It's very funny. But it's hard for you to accommodate. It's very hard because it's going to put a lot of shame on you. And if you're not careful, you fail again. You meet another set. They keep going up. You are descending down. I know that is not your portion. That's why the Lord has brought each one of us here. Amen. Let me tell you. Sorry to say this. I'm not here to preach to you or to talk to you or to teach you. I'm talking to myself. If you want to take it, it's up to you. If you don't want, I have taken as much as I want and I'm still taking more. Amen. Abraham, obedient to God's voice. God sees it as righteousness. Your obedience, your ability to be obedient to God is an act of righteousness. Your ability to be obedient to God is an act of righteousness. Righteousness is when is not when you you pray, you fast, or when you speak in tongue or receive word of knowledge. It's not when you give the best offering. No. When you put the act of obedience, the Lord counting to you as righteousness. I believe we all desire to be in the place of Abraham, right? So, put it into action by obeying every single voice you heard from the Lord. Amen. 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 And... Uh, we're going to look into the life of one of the great generals in the scripture, which is Apostle Peter. You know, the incident of Peter and Jesus really taught me a lot of lessons. And I want us to, you know, spend time in this. Turn with me to the book of Luke 5 verse 1. I read, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let the down. The nets for a catch, put down, put down. This is the word of Jesus, put down. 
I don't know the situation you have found yourself or something you are going through. And suddenly the voice of the Holy Spirit tell you, take a step. Take a step now. Do you resist or do you take the step? You know, God speaks to us. Our blessings come from little, little instructions. Your blessing comes from the place of little instruction. Something that is meaningless. Hey, bro, we have fished all through night. Nothing is there. You told me, push the boat into the uh, seashore. And I did. Now you are telling me, take it deep. Put it deep. The Lord is saying someone right here, right now. Stretch, stretch more your ability of obedience. Stretch more. It's kind of hard to stretch because if I'm in the place of Peter, I would say, Jesus, I think uh, you need to call someone else to do this because I know I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this stress. All throughout the day, I toil, nothing. And you're telling me push. We shouldn't see things or judge as a human. It's good that we see things in the point of view of God, not in our own. You know, I learned something from the life of Jonah. If you read the book of Jonah, 1 verse 2, the Bible said, the Lord asked Jonah, go to Nineveh and do what? Pronounce my judgment pronounce my judgment. Very simple instruction. Jonah like, God, what are you saying? These guys are so wicked. These guys, they have dead with us. How do you want me to go there? No way. He began to see things in his own way, in his own ability. No, Lord, this is the way you should judge. Now, Peter, I assume Peter was saying, Lord, this is impossible. Just like Jonah is saying, no, this cannot work. And you see things from the eyes of God and carry out the obedient. We know the result of the disobedient of Jonah. He ended up in the belly of whale for days until he submit. That is when the Lord released him. You want to go into the belly of whale. See, the belly of whale is full of darkness, right? <laughs> uh, there are some incidents that happens in the Bible. When you sit down and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, you begin to wonder, Lord, please, I don't want to be in this kind of situation again. Please. I don't want to see it again. Let this be the last. Say to yourself, Every bad moment I have had through disobedience is ending today. It's ending today. It's ending today. Turn with me to the second Kings 5 verse 10. We'll read to number 11. But Elisha sent a messenger out to meet with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times. Seven times. Seven times, your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. 
I read it before. And the reason why I want to repeat it again. We all have moments of repeating issues in life. Have you seen things reoccurring in your life? Same thing happening again and again. The reason why I put the scripture, sorry to say it again, is to remind myself, not to remind you. But if you remember that moment in your life, that same thing God has won you, repeat himself. That repeat himself again and again. You have to find a way to put yourself in the place of reminding yourself again and again before that incident takes place again. See, the problem we have as children of God, we make mistakes. God correct us, take us back. We don't take time to remind ourselves what we have gone through before. We forget completely. Then before you know it, we go back into our past. Can you find one thing, a scripture, or write it somewhere in your house, whenever you walk in, let it be the first thing you see. That will remind you, hey, this is where you were coming from before, this is where the Lord has kept you. It keeps you checked. Now, the one thing I can do to keep myself checked was to allow the Holy Spirit to put me in the place of fast. It makes me live a conscious life. I think what I say, I check my motives. If my motives is not right, I begin to pray. I'm not saying I'm the most righteous, no. But I keep myself in check. Am I thinking the right thing? Is my motives right? Is my imagination pleasing to God? If they are not, can you keep yourself in check? Is necessary. It's very vital. For your own good. Not for God. Amen. Something else I want us to talk about. I want to ask you. Can you follow God? Sheepishly. Can you follow God? Sheepishly. You know how sheep follow their shepherd, right? Can you follow God? Sheepishly. No question. No question. Left, right, front, back. That is the key to go high. It might be too hard. Sometimes we say, no. This is the word the Lord told me when I was laying on the bed. I was asking God a lot of questions. He said, follow me sheepishly. He said, follow me. Follow me. I told my wife, she said, yes, follow him. <laughs> it, might, it might tell you to just follow him one more day. Can you be obedient to follow him one more day? No, please, just follow me for one minute to this point. I want to show you something. Follow me. And you're saying, Lord, <laughs> this journey has been too hard on me. How do you want me to continue? In my office, they hate me the most. 
Are you asking me to stay back? No. In my home, I'm the least of person. Nobody wants to associate with me. And the Lord is saying, stay put. Stay put. No, this business is crumbling. I'm going to quit. And you're hearing him so clear. Stay put. Uh, turn with me to the book of Proverbs 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Trust. Your ability to trust God is an act of obedience. Your obedience to the voice of God is an act of obedience. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. Do you know what is all your heart? Let me tell you. Do you know the deepest place in the world? Is your heart. Not this world. Not the ocean. Your heart is so vast. Imagine a place that Holy Spirit dwells. You didn't get me. The place the Holy Spirit come. And Holy Spirit is, is beyond this earth. It's bigger than the sea. And it comes and dwells in you. He sits. He didn't say, I'm going out. I'll come back tomorrow. He lives with you. When you walk, he walk. When you speak, he speak. When you look, he looks. When you confess, he confess along with you. Can you trust God? Even in the midst of storm, can you trust God? Even in that worst situation, let me. I have learned to trust God. I love the three brothers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, "Oh, ye king, we will not bow down to you. Even if God doesn't save us, we will not." Even if, I even if it seems I'm not coming out of this situation, even if it meant I'm going to die here, why would Stephen just stood there and said, ah, kill me, no problem. He keep on preaching the word because he trusts the one that has sent him. He didn't care. He neither caused them or do anything wrong. He trusts God. Amen. Psalm 23 verse 2. Yeah, everyone know that. <laughs> I see you whispering. <laughs> he let me rest in the green midways. He leads me beside the peaceful stream. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in the green pasture. The art of obedience brings you to the place of peace. The act of obedience brings you to your place of rest. Your place of refreshment. Where God refreshed you. Where God gave you the ability to run again. Now we're going to faith. Faith. Luke 5 verse 5. The scripture say, Simon answered, Master, we have walked had all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will lay down the net. Be 
pass. You say so. Can this become your words? Lord, because you told me to go, I will go. Because you said, stay put, I'm staying. Peter said, as long as this word comes from you, Abba, I will lay down the net. Faith. Peter have faith in Christ. Not just because he has seen him do miracle or preach to people. But he knows with this one, with this one, I'm good to go. See, there are people that back you up in life. You know definitely, man, you are going high. Look around you. Ask yourself a question. Who is your leader? Who is your mentor? Who is your father? There are people you go close. Instead of increase, you decrease. You might think those ones are the best. Oh man, they speak. They have nice words. Their character, this and that. Everything that is glitters are not gold. Yeah, they might look good in the eyes. But when you go close, oh my God. I will lay down the net. I will lay down the net. John 5 verse 5. One of the men laying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? Now, listen to the man's answer. I can't, sir. The sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool. When the water bubbles up, someone is always get there ahead of me. This is our excuses of not being obedient to the voice of God. Lord, but before I take a step, that's the what the man is saying. Before I take a step, even before I try to stand up from here, someone is there before me. What are your excuses? I'm not strong. My faith is not strong. I don't have the ability to pray long. It's a question. Do you want to be well? Do you know, even the revival we cry out for, when God comes to us and begins to say, son, daughter, are you sure you want this revival? Instead of we to say yes, we begin to see our inability to say yes. We begin to look at the circumstances that surround us. Peter, I say, walk with me on the water. I didn't say, Peter, can you walk? Peter walked on the water for a while and he began to look at the storms. Began to sink. It's not by power. It's not by might. But by spirit. Ministry is not growing. Nothing is working. And the Lord is asking you, do you want membership? You're saying, but we don't have the strategies. How can we do it? There is so many laws everywhere. How can we reach out to people? The Lord asks you, do you want expansion? Just say yes. 
Do you want your business to expand? Just say yes. Do you want to do well in your academic life? Say yes. Do you want your marriage to be the best? Say yes. Do you want your children to be the most loving children? Say yes. Every word the Lord uttered from his mouth, say yes, Lord. When you say yes, you see it running, coming to pass in your life. I didn't say the work to you. See, your, your capacity of obedience to the voice of God depends how much answers will flow into your life. If I'm able to say, yes, Lord, five times in a stretch without complaining, you know what has happened? I've opened ways of opportunity that it will continue bringing even those ones I don't even remember. The word of God, the voice of God is a mirror. The word of God is a water. What mirror does for us? You see yourself, right? Read who you are. Not those broken mirrors. I'm talking about good mirrors. When you stare at yourself in the mirror, you see how you truly look like. Some mirror, you look at yourself, you look shapeless. <laughs> Those are the wrong words that we receive. There are words of God that will come to you that have been diluted, adulterated. When those words come to you, when you receive them, it makes you shapeless. But when the true word comes, the raw, the undiluted word of God, it shapes you. He puts you in balance. This is what happened to Peter. When Jesus spoke to Peter, what I saw was the negativity of Peter, his inability, his failures, his setbackwardness was exposed. Right? The ungodliness speeches that he utters was taken away. At that moment, the word gave him the ability to say yes. When you read the word of God, what did you ask God for? Or did you just go open the scripture and read whatever you felt that is right? Or what you thought that you want to read. This is my own. Before I open the scripture, ask the Lord, give me a word. Most of the time, you put a scripture in my mind. Some of them, it comes as a picture. I know this is what I should study. Then I spend time throughout the day on that same word. And it has helped me very well. So, when you go before God, ask a question. What do you want really matters? It's not about coming before God. Not about encountering him. Did you ask the right question? The right question is very important. You can meet an angel. You begin to shiver. Then he goes. You went and tell someone, 
Wow. I encountered the angel of the Lord. He came to my room. I was shivering. What did you receive? Nothing. <laughs> so you received shivering. <laughs> Ask the right question. James 1 verse 23 and 25. I read. For if we listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at a face in a mirror. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that set you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. The word of God shapes you. It gives you the ability to obey. But Mind you, you have your choice. You can say, no, I'm not going to do it. But if you do it, it brings what to you? Blessings. It blesses your life. Luke 5 verse 5. Simon answered, Master, we had worked hard all the night and caught nothing. But because you say it, I will lay down the net. I repeat it again. Lay down the net. Can you lay down yourself as a sacrifice before the Lord? No matter what. Can you offer yourself, your life? You say, Lord, I don't care what is happening, but I'm ready to die for this cause. You say, lay down the net, right? I'm going down. Lay down the net is a place of submission. You can be obedient to someone, but not submitting to the person. You can be obedient to God, but not submitting to God. You can be obedient to your parent, but still not submitting to them. The question here is, in your obedience, can we find submission? I want revival. Oh, Lord, revive me. Lord, change my life. But you are not willing to submit to someone. Sometimes, if the, see... The Lord have given me some of instruction to do things that an ordinary mind would not want to do it. Yes, in some of time I struggle to do it, but I have to do it because this comes from God. If God asks you to serve your daughter as your boss, can you? You wouldn't want to do it. You might love your daughter. How do you serve your boss in the office? How do you serve your boss? Someone that you... You know, you felt this person is ahead of me. Whatever I do, if I have to receive promotion, it has to come from this, right? Now, how do you serve the person? Or can you serve your son? If you're a man, can you serve your son as your boss? You say, no, this is, hey, this is crazy. Or can you even serve someone who is below you in your office? How will I serve this person? I was there before he came. Who is he? That's how words. But if you can die to yourself, serve the person with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. The same way you serve the Lord. See, Bible said, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Not do it for yourself. Let it be a sacrifice of praise to God. Let it be a sacrifice to God. It's hard to do in the sight of man. But if you believe in the word of God, it's the most easiest thing to do that will catapult you into your future. Amen. 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 Let's read Job 22 verse 21. It says, submit to God. 
and you will have peace. Then things will go well for you. We think submitting to God is all about God himself. No, I only pray to God. No, it's all about God. My dear, everything around you, everything that he creates, what does the Bible say? The earth display what? The glory of God. Does the earth belong to God? He owns it. Everything on the earth belongs to him. In other words, if you want to submit, if you want to obey, it has to be everything around you. If God speaks to you from anyone, submit. If God said, that is the way, that is the way. Luke 22 verse 24. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done. If it's possible, this is act of submission. Act of submission. Even Jesus, the one you and I came out from his loins, he said, Father, I wish that you can take this pain away from me. I wish you can take this disgrace away from me. I wish you can take this mockery away from me. But not my will, but your will be done. Can you say to the Lord whenever you receive an instruction, not my will, but your will. Not my way, but your way. And we know the result of Jesus submitting to the Father. He was given a name above every other names. He's called King of Glory. The Lord of Lords. God has a name waiting for you. Every one of us, every season, God gave us new name in the spirit. But are you willing to submit to him for you to receive the new name? New name means new promotion. When you are promoted from the place of uh, accountant to financial secretary or treasurer, your name is no longer financial secretary, right? People no longer identify you as a financial secretary. People now identify you as a treasurer, the one who keeps the money. Financial secretary only keep record. But you, you keep the wealth. The wealth is now in your hand. That's if you are willing to submit. Amen. Let's turn to the Bible, to the book of Luke 5 or 6. Now, this is where your reward I want to talk about your rewards, your rewards when you obey. Not the kind of reward I've been talking before. There are so many rewards, but this one is the original one. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. When they have done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their net began to break. Let me read it again. Luke 5 verse 6. When they had done so, in other words, when they have obeyed the Lord's voice, they caught such a large number of fish that the net began to do what? Break. Your act of obedience is your ability of receiving great reward that has been stored for you in Christ Jesus. It's a reward that embarrasses your enemy. Is a reward 
that embarrass even you yourself. Hear what the Bible says. They caught so much fish that the net began to tear. In other words, the blessing overflows. It's not just blessing. They become a blessing to others. Now, if you read verse number 7, the scriptures say that they signal to their friends, their colleagues, come, it's excess. Do you want the ministry to go higher? Do you want your life to change and go higher? Obey. Everything you are asking God of, you have prayed. See, I tell you this. There is no amount of prayer. There is no amount of fast. There is no amount of offering that is higher than obedient. God is a God of order. If you don't follow the procedure, you go nowhere. Until you learn to obey, believe me, you will ascend. Shall we be on our feet? Can you thank God for the word you just received now? Just thank God. Say, Lord, by your spirit, let us was sink into my spirit. Overtake me. Overtake me. Lord Jesus, let your spirit cause your word to sink inside of me and become one with me. In the name of Jesus, let your word become one with each one of us. One with each one of us. That is no longer our ways. It's no longer our thought. No longer our visible imagination or our capacity. But only yours alone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Abba, we cast our crown before you. We lift our hands in submission. Bow down to you because this is what we are bound to do. This is what we are made to do. We cast every crown that we thought that is very high in our life. We cast it before you right now because you are God by yourself. Continue to reign over our lives. Continue to reign over our life. You are King. And you continue to be king over us. You are Lord. You will continue to lord over us. We yield to you and will give ourselves to you. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. Power and majesty. Dominion be given to you. Amen.